Welcome back to the show, A Balanced Life for You, where you design the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Rhonda Cimarelli. I'm a certified transformational coach. I work with mompreneurs to manage the chaos and live a life they love without guilt or regrets. Well, today on the show, I'd like to welcome Sherry Lee Wasick. She's a Facebook marketing and ads expert who helps entrepreneurs grow their authority, email list, and businesses with Facebook marketing ads. Sherry Lee, welcome to the show. Hi, Rhonda. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talking to you. Well, thanks for joining me. I want to say I love your business. And you and I have had some conversations in the past, and we had some really good connections. And I have found that I've shared your story several times, kind of privately with uh, different situations. And that's why I asked you to be on the show today. Um, as you know, it's about uh, designing a life that you love, um, creating something just for you. And mm -hmm. I would love for you to take a couple of moments and share with my audience um, a little bit about you today, what you do for your business. Wow. Okay. So I'll give you the Coles Notes version. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my business uh, really... You know, I, I think in some ways I'm a lot different than a lot of other entrepreneurs. I follow a lot of mentors and gurus and, you know, they say do what you love, find your passion um, and create a business around your why and that that will bring you your tremendous success that you want. And, and I don't disagree with that at all. However, my business was created out of desperation and panic <laughs> and that was really my motivating factor. I needed to support my family fast. And I, you know, just took something that I did enjoy um, and ran with it and started saying yes to every opportunity that came my way. So my business, simply put, is all around helping entrepreneurs and, you know, moms in business, specifically mompreneurs, uh, use Facebook marketing on their business pages and Facebook ads really efficiently so that they can earn the kind of income that they want and have the free time that they want. Um, certainly when I started my business, I was working way too many hours and I was, whenever I was working, I felt like I was neglecting my kids. And whenever I was with my kids, I felt like I was neglecting my business. And I know that other moms feel the same way. And it's that balance. I mean, your show is fabulous we need it so badly but the balance is so hard and so elusive and I thought you know I don't want to spend every day feeling guilt around what I'm doing because I need to do this and I need to do that mm -hmm. so how do I do both so I have spent I've been in business for seven years now and um, you know it's taken a while it's a process I definitely had my own stuff to work through in while building a business and maybe that slowed down my progress, but I really feel now like I have a business where I control my life and my business in my life as well. Oh, I love that. Um, you said so many different amazing points that we're going to get to all of these. Uh, what I would love for you to tell my audience right now is what do you, what do you love most? I know what you work with entrepreneurs, uh, mompreneurs, Facebook ads, helping them work efficiently. Can you share anything else with us so that they kind of get a even 
maybe better description of what you're doing with your business and your clients? Sure. So most of my clients um, are women. Um, many of them are coaches or authors or speakers, although I have quite a few brick and mortar local based businesses, you know, with that physical location store as well. And what we do is we'll um, manage somebody's Facebook page for them. So if creating content and building community on your page is something you know you need to do, but it's time consuming, it's overwhelming, it can take up, you know, a lot of time to do it right. And so much of it is trial and error. There's so much testing involved with Facebook that it can really consume your day. And that's not what most people who are entrepreneurs should be doing in their day. They should be doing the thing that is in their zone of genius, the thing that brings them their income and allows them to help other people in their world, help their clients, help their customers achieve their goals. You don't necessarily do that if you're, you know, creating content and scheduling it on Facebook. So we take that off of their plate, all of that content creation piece, um, all of the scheduling out of posts on their Facebook page, which is a very important thing to do these days. Um, and we, you know, help build that community and drive people, whether it's into your your store or your office or your website or your email list. And then we use Facebook ads to really supercharge those results to get in front of the right people, to connect with the right people for that client, to help them grow their business so that they have a steady stream of people coming into their business, coming into their email list, uh, asking for appointments with them so that they can control their schedule and work the hours that they want to work. And they don't have to spend the time on the lead generation piece as much. I mean, that's a big part of what we do is building that community and that connection so that our my clients have a constant stream of leads and opportunities and prospects that they can then turn into business that they work with and, you know, their businesses grow without them having to do that piece of the work. Yes. Oh my gosh. You have just uh, said everything that I don't like to do with my business. <laughs> right. Most of us don't. Most of us don't. That's not, you know, understanding Facebook ads is not really, it, that's not your piece. And it can take a lot of time to understand them. And then it can take a lot of time to do them well. And do you have the time for that when you really want to be helping your clients and having new clients come in or having strategy sessions with people? Would it be make more sense to have somebody to hire somebody who can who already understands them can bring these leads in for you so that, you know, you cut out that piece. That's the piece of the efficiency that I want to take away from my clients because that's the piece that really it bogs people down many times. Right. Absolutely. So that's about freeing up their time. They can actually work and just be working in their revenue generating pieces of their business and making more income so that they could work less and they could spend time doing whatever they want to do, pick up their kids from school, you know, go out for dinner, go on trips, weekends away, that sort of thing, and know that that machine is working in the background for them all the time. Well, I, you know, it's interesting because my, my previous business was built on, you know, face to face to face. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that was over 25 years ago when I started that business. And what I'm really realizing now with uh, a new business is so much of it is a concept online uh, with social media. 
the benefit is there's you can reach so many more people. You know, I get to work with people all across the world, which is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. You could never do that face to face. But with that being said, uh, I love what your business does in making it effective and allowing business owners like myself to do what we're good at, you know, or what we really have more of a passion for. I want to learn, um, but unlike you, this is not my forte. And mm-hmm. I'm glad there's women in the world like you. You know, you, you touched on a couple of really good things, if you don't mind me just expanding on that. I mean, I think it's important in our business that we know, we understand how to do all those pieces. So when we contract that piece out, we know if we're, you know, we can choose the right person. We know what um, the the um, outcomes are that we want to achieve. So we can, you know, pick the right person to help us achieve that. And then we can know if they're doing a good job or, or not. So we aren't taking advantage of. I think it's important we understand enough about each of the pieces so that our outsourcing is efficient as well. But, you know, the, the piece about, you know, connecting with those people, that's really a big piece about why I started this business. Before this business, I had an educational subscription service. You know, it's funny because subscription boxes are a huge thing these days. Everybody has got a box for everything that you can have delivered to your door, right? (laughs) Well, long before that, in 2008, I started a business of educational collector's cards for kids. And I created cards that were postcard size. And there was a picture on one side and then a brief snippet of educational information about that image on the other side. And then I also created an activity sheet. And the weekend that I opened and launched, I built my website, I'd spent money on that. I had, you know, done my promotional materials, I'd created a bunch of cards and paid for that and sourced out storage boxes and little pieces to go along with it. And I had booked a booth at a woman's show locally. Because I figured, you know, a woman's show, they got 50,000 people through the door. It's all going to be women. It's going to be moms, aunts, grandmas, sisters. These are, these are my audience. These are the people who are going to buy the subscription for the kids in their lives. Mm-hmm. I, this is perfect. So I spent a fortune on this booth, you know, and I remember I'm in startup pre-revenue. I haven't made a penny yet. I'm just spending. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, the booth, I think I got the smallest size booth I could get. And it was well over $1,000 for the booth. It was on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, from nine in the morning until 10 o'clock at night, all three days. My kids were four and six, so they were very little. And I was at home with them all the time. So all of a sudden, I'm gone 16 hours. And when I come home, you know, I'm exhausted. And then I'm up and gone the next day. And I mean, could I speak to 50,000 people? (laughs) No, you know, I got, I think that weekend I had four people sign up. So I didn't even cover the cost of my booth and I was away from my family and I was just so, you know, I was exactly the epitome of what we're talking about. Women don't want in their lives. I was working way too long and I didn't even make enough money to cover my expenses. That same weekend I had, Um, an ad in a digital online parenting magazine for the same business. And I came home over the weekend to 12 subscribers. So I made four at the event that I attended that had 50,000 women at it that were my market. And I had made 12 subscribers on an ad that cost me a hundred dollars. 
mm-hmm. that I could have been out playing with my kids. And I went on the Monday morning. I remember going, there's something to this online thing. Mm-hmm. And I opened my Twitter account and I opened my Facebook on that day. Um, because, you know, it just all of a sudden something inside of me went, wait a minute, you mean I don't have to work that hard? Mm-hmm. And it's taken me a while. I've had a lot, I've gone through a lot of stuff, but that's what I want for anyone really, not just women, but my, my passion is helping women because we just seem to make things so hard for ourselves sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we do. And I, I agree. That's my passion too. Let's uh, help everybody, you know, um, find that place. And when I, when I refer back to balance, um, in no way, shape, or form do I ever really imply that there's an equal sense of everything. Yeah. It's, it's a sense of, um, when I think of balance, I really think of, I, I know there's a time and a place for everything and everything in its place. And that also mm. goes for energy. You know, mm-hmm. your energy for your children, energy for your business, if you're married for that. Because we do, we juggle so much. So mm-hmm. when we have some sense of um, balance in our life. We don't drop all the balls all the time. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. able to keep them up in a system that works for each of us individually. Yes. Well, I want to kind of shift from it because you mentioned in the beginning, now we, you've shared with us that you've been in business seven years. Mm-hmm. And you also had you were almost forced in this direction. So would you, mm-hmm. you know, can you share any bit of that about what prompted you to go in this direction? Sure, uh, happily. Um, you know, I was, uh, like I said, I, I sort of started into the social media world in 2008 with the subscription cards. And by 2010, I realized I, I didn't love stuffing envelopes. I really enjoyed social media, though, and I was good at it because at that point, I had well over 100 subscribers all over the world. And because of that weekend experience, I had focused all of my attention on Facebook and Twitter. And then I was at a local networking event of a group of women. There was about 45 women in the room. They were all all about 40 plus, 35 plus. And there was a woman speaking about Twitter. And at the end, one of the attendees put up her hand to ask a question and said, who here is on Twitter? Three hands out of 45 went up. The speakers, one other person, and myself. And then the same woman asked, who here knows they need to be on Twitter? or social media. Every other hand in the room went up and I felt like I I felt like I'd been hit in the head, you know, with a hammer. And I sat back and I went, I can help these women figure out how to do this. I knew that I could teach them this because I had I had done it for myself in that business. So that night, that was Christmas of 2009, I started thinking about what this business would look like and what would I do and by September of 2010 um, I had started teaching workshops locally so it was really about teaching one or two workshops a month and teaching entrepreneurs local entrepreneurs how to use Facebook Twitter and LinkedIn to grow their businesses and that's really all I was thinking I was going to do with this business I was a stay-at-home mom I homeschooled both of my kids my husband had his own business that supported our family pretty well for the most most part. You know, we'd been through some rough pieces like everybody had. Um, so I started in September of 2010 teaching these workshops locally, and I really enjoyed it. And, you know, it was well received and people were really liking that. February of 2011, things had gotten 
not very good in my marriage. My husband and I were discussing separating. And, um, you know, I could see the writing on the wall that definitely we were not going to be able to salvage our marriage, unfortunately. And then one morning I took, it was a Friday morning, my kids had uh, swim lessons, then we, then they had homeschool science lessons when in the, in the daytime. And we stayed out and had lunch that on that Friday, every Friday we were doing that. So we got ready and we went to our um, classes. We had lunch, we got to the, the science class, my uh, phone rang and it was my husband and I answered the phone and all he said to me was, um, don't bother coming home. I've changed the locks on the house. There's plenty of hotels. And then he hung up. And that is the last words he ever spoke to me. Oh my I have not spoken to him since. I have no idea where he is. And that moment I sat in the recreation center shaking and crying. And my life changed forever in that moment. And so did my kids. And, you know, <clears throat> There was obviously months of just overwhelm, like a, it's a fog, you know, there, what really we went through. We ended up spending, we had to go to a hotel. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's okay, that's... Yeah, go ahead and continue, sorry. Okay, that's okay. So, you know, we were forced to go to a hotel that evening. Um, my ex wouldn't uh, allow me into my home. Uh, he allowed his brother to hand some things to me over our fence, and we went to a hotel. We spent a week in a hotel, and when we finally got back into our family home, he had packed his things and he had left. And according to his siblings, he left the country. Um, I have no idea where he went and what he did. He hasn't seen the kids. He hasn't spoken to his kids since then. Um, you know, I sold the family home. He had left me in almost a million dollars debt. And I had, you know, virtually no income. I was teaching two workshops uh, a month. I was making, you know, maybe a thousand dollars a month. And what I found was, you know, I, I mean, I went into that mama bear mode for sure of I got to figure this out real fast. So we sold the home. I was able to get a little bit out of that, that after I paid off all of the debt that I was left with, I was able to get a little bit out of that to sort of cushion me for a while as I was uh, building my business. And I started saying yes to every opportunity that came my way. And from the workshops, people started saying, you know, I, now I know how to do it. I still don't want to do it. Could you do it for me? Mm. And so I started saying yes. And I started managing people's pages. And I did that for, you know, a few years. And of course, you know, my kids and I, we had our, our own issues to get over, our own things to get over. There was a lot of really dark time when working was really hard, when my kids were really struggling to deal with understanding how a parent could do this. And I couldn't understand how a parent could walk away. I can't imagine spending, you know, a week away from my kids, let alone, you know, now it's been uh, six years. Um, so it was hard to explain. And, you know, there was a lot of time needed and I wanted to continue homeschooling them. They had so many changes that they were dealing with. That was the one thing I didn't want to change. So many people have told me I could have made it easier on myself, but it was about making it easier on them mm -hmm. in that, in that moment. 
And so in 2013, I started working with a mentor and he really encouraged me to narrow my focus in my business and what I was work, what I was doing. And I had really resistant doing that niching that we all talk about. Mm-hmm. And he really encouraged me to. So in 2013, I just eliminated all other social platforms and said that I only work with Facebook. And I really got focused in mastering Facebook. And from that has come, you know, the the philosophy that is really permeated through my life. Do one thing, do it really well, get results from it, and then add something else in. So that's what I say to my clients. Pick one channel. Don't try to manage six social media channels. You know, don't, I see this a lot. People go out and start six social media channels and then they have no idea what to do with them. Well, start with one. Do what you can actually manage in your life. And so I do Facebook and I do Facebook ads. I have people on my team now that I've met, other women who are supporting their families that I can bring in when a client needs Instagram or when they need Twitter or when they LinkedIn. I have people in my network that I can bring in that will work with me, um, with my clients and help my clients achieve their goals when they need that. Um, So, you know, that really, that desperation, that mama bear, that was the piece that motivated me. I've never been an entrepreneur before this. I'd never thought about being an entrepreneur before this. That was not part of my family experience. My, My parents all, you know, worked for other people. That was, the way it was done. What's interesting is my daughter is now 17 and she has her first job. And in listening to her struggles with her job and with her boss, um, I'm realizing how much of an entrepreneur I have been my entire life without knowing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, cause I listen to her and I think, Oh my gosh, I, I, if I had to work for somebody else right now, I don't think I could do it because I could not bite my tongue because she'll complain to me about something and I'll say, well, just say this. And she goes, mom, I can't say that. She'll fire me. I'm like, oh, right. Right. (laughs) But it's been such a process that I've discovered this piece inside of me that I never even knew was there. Mm. And I remember about a year after my marriage ended, I'd woken up and I was having a very good day. I was feeling very positive, inspired. And I said to my daughter and my son, this is going to be the best experience that's ever happened to us. I'm going to make sure of this because this is meaning referencing, you know, the end of my marriage and the way he left and the abandonment, meaning this was a defining moment for us and our lives. And we could either choose at this point, was it going to be something that was going to propel us in a positive manner or if it was going to be something that was going to hold us back. And so it's become that springboard. I've discovered the entrepreneur in me. I've discovered and worked on myself so much, you know, to solve my stuff. That has grown my business. That has brought me to a new level in my business, especially in the last year. It's allowed me to empower my kids where, you know, my daughter is now an author and she's writing her first book to be published and she wants to travel the world while writing Mm. the freedom mindset that they have developed from this experience has been wonderful. And so I try daily to thank my ex for Mm. this experience. Well, it's, it's so true. I am a big believer in things happen for a reason. And, you know, um, 
I read somewhere, and I, I love this, there are two kinds of pain. There's the kind of pain that hurts you and the kind of pain that grows you. Mm. And um, the way I see it is the one that grows you, it's going to hurt first. <laughs> yeah. And it can <clears throat> hurt very deep um, and very wide. Uh, but ultimately, it's when we decide to make that decision, like you said, that defining moment of, is it going to, what am I going to do? Am I going to be the victim? Am I going to be the victor? How am I going to handle this? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of want to reiterate, because your story um, is just phenomenal. So if everybody's listening, here, here's a few notes that I took. That you, had, you received a call while you and your children were out. You received a call from your husband. Essentially, he's locking you and your family out of the home. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, you were, all, you were abandoned. And mm-hmm. you went into a favorite phrase I love, the mama bear mode. Mm-hmm. That's really what we are. I also heard you talk about um, in those in those times of figuring out what to do next, you started to say yes mm-hmm. to every opportunity. And that's something that I think um, is a beautiful piece because you have to be open to new ideas and concepts in order to get something new into your life, a different mm-hmm. reason. Um, something else that you said... I think was very important as well was talking about mastering one skill at a time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We have a lot of balls up in the air. Let's mm-hmm. just, let's get that one thing going first, and then mm-hmm. yeah, move on to something else. So thank you for sharing all of that. Well, you're welcome. My pleasure. <laughs> well, I tell you, Sherry, let's move on to something a little bit more happy and exciting. Um, okay. I kind of move to the other part of the show, which is about you being the, the mompreneur. And uh, you've shared a little bit about your children and what they're into. So what I'd like to know, as far as a mompreneur working a business from home, um, what do you do for yourself for that downtime, you know, plug, <laughs> kind of recharge? Mm, you know, probably that is my biggest challenge still. Um, and it's just in this last, well, you know, about a year ago, um, I was having a a rough day and I was, I didn't have a lot of patience. I was short tempered with my kids. I was working a lot and I would, you know, take a break from my work. And then of course my kids wanted something from me and I found I was feeling really, um, irritated and uh, short tempered. And finally I just said to them, you know what? I just need five minutes. And I went upstairs and I sat on my floor in my bedroom and I stretched a little bit because I was hurting. So I stretched a little bit and I think I had the TV on and I was watching a little bit of TV and then I turned the TV off and I just sat there in the silence for a few minutes and I went, Oh, and I took some deep breaths in and I said, you know, this just feels wonderful. And I, you know, I continued to stretch. And then after about five or 10 minutes, it wasn't really very long. I felt this resurgence of energy and a positiveness coming back into me. And I thought, okay, I can go back to my kids and have the energy that they need for them. And I realized in that moment, and, you know, here I, I was, what, 51 or 52, so, I mean, I was a slow learner sometimes, maybe. But I realized in that moment that self-care doesn't have to be the weekend at the spa mm-hmm. that we hear about. And I, I'd love a weekend at the spa, don't get me wrong. But when you hear people talk about self-care, what, I, what is 
what held me back was I heard about these huge grandiose things they were doing. I took the day and I went to the spa or I went for lunch with friends or, and these were large events that they were doing that had lots of expense and time involved. And I was seeing that and thinking that that's what I needed to do in order to care for myself. And so I did nothing because I couldn't do that. And that day sitting on my floor, I realized self-care could be five minutes if you approached it with the right mindset. And I started a habit that day of going upstairs every day around the same time, saying to the kids, five, ten minutes, that's what I need, going to that space and saying to myself, in this time, I'm going to refeed my soul. I'm going to fill myself up. This is about enjoying that silence. Because even if it's only for five minutes, it's five minutes I'm choosing. Mm -hmm. And I discovered that self-care could be a five-minute exercise. It didn't have to be a weekend at the spa. So that was a big revelation for me. And I don't know how many other people struggle with that, but um, it made a huge difference to me. So, you know, for me, what do I do in my downtime? I take time to do what recharges me. Since then, I've made the effort to reach out to friends that I'd lost contact with and spend time with them, or even if it's just talking on the phone to them and connecting with them. Sometimes it's just silence that I need to sit in. Some I've, I've definitely started exercising more again. That uh, after that, I, st- I started going to the gym and moving my body more. And I discovered that the more I challenged my body to do things I didn't think I could do, the more I could challenge my mind to do things that I didn't think I could do, especially in my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, going for walks by myself. I'm still not a master on the whole self care thing. A lot of people say I still need to do more for myself. Um, but my kids and I love each other's company, and as they get older, it's less and less like um, it's less um, emotionally and, and time, you know, consuming for me because they get older. They're a bit more self-sufficient, so it's not quite the same as when they were six and ten, as it is now. But it's really about paying attention to me and how I'm acting and feeling, and taking that as a sign. Oh. I need to take care of me a little bit. And I realized, you know what? If I don't do it, nobody else is going to. Amen, Sherry Lee. That is what I've said for 27 years. (laughs) Took me a long time to get that one, I'll tell you. You know, you sit there and think, well, I wish somebody would do this for me. And finally, this little voice inside of me started saying, well, you're somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Why why does it need to? I don't know. Is it part of that? Uh, part of that thing about women seeking permission from other people to do these things. And so I just started to say, I'm somebody else. I give you permission to do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in our, I feel like it's in our DNA. And that's yeah. really, you know, that is, especially when you become a mom, you put yourself last, you're on the, mm-hmm. bottom of the totem pole. And um, you know, I'm, part of that's what I'm working on now for a program is really about you. If you don't take time for you, it's nobody else's job. Nobody else can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you know, the other thing I I realized too is it's not, a lot of women equate this to being selfish or Mm self-centered. And it's no such thing because think about what we're, especially the busy world that we're living in. What are we teaching our children 
Mm -hmm. Watch this at home. If mm -hmm. they have a mom who's, um, you know, a, a mompreneur, she works from home and around her kids, and she doesn't ever take time out for her to make sure she is sound and happy and joyful at times, what are we pushing out to our kids? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can't take time for you because that's not allowed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It is allowed. Everything that we do they're picking up on something that we're doing. So I just want to say congratulations, whether it be, you know, recently discovered or you've known about it for a long time. It really is about the discovery, choosing something to do for yourself and making the effort um, and the time to do it. Mm -hmm. And saying, you know, saying I'm just as important as my kids. That's right. And my, I've noticed in my, in the last few years, my, my circle has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. And for a while I thought how alone I was and that I was, you know, losing friends and things just happen in life, right? It wasn't anything in particular. It was just, things just happened. I did become more isolated, but I realized it was because I needed to make my best friend. And that was me. Mm-hmm. And that the, my circle was getting smaller in order so that I could shine a light on the best friend I'm ever going to have. The only one that's going to travel with me from birth to death. Mm -hmm. The only one that can put me first always. And that's me. That's right. And, you know, it's been an interesting process to, to go through that. And I, you know, hopefully your work um, and, you know, message from people who come on your show is that women will hear that they don't need to let themselves get burned out or completely isolated or alone before they start taking, giving themselves permission to take it care, to take care of themselves. Absolutely. Well, thank you for saying that. Well, you know, I'm looking at our time and I respect our time very much. Mm. So what I would love to do is just maybe shift one little piece. Um, we talked about a whole bunch of different areas and self-care and the kids. Um, here's one of my favorite questions. I, I truly believe as human beings, we are always a work in progress. Mm -hmm. And I believe there's so much to be said about learning and growing because my theory is you, we, you, you and I, we are where we are because of everything that we've learned and everything that we've applied. And, mm -hmm. we and to be our best, which is what I, I believe our goal in life is, be the best person for ourselves, the best wife, the best mother, the best businesswoman um, by doing the things that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, um, this is the transparency part. What is it in your life do you feel that you would like to change, add, or improve that would allow you to have that little bit more personal growth and have um, a more, even more balanced and joyful life? Oh, great question. You're challenging me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, this is something that I have been uh, abundantly aware of this year. I still want to work less than I do. And I still want to make more money than I do. So, <laughs> um, you know, just to put it out there in the line, full transparency. Um, I, and, and that was a real struggle just for me to even get to the place where I could say that because that, that felt like, uh, you know, all that old stuff came up saying reared its ugly head. Who are you? 
to want that? You know, what, what makes you so special? That And so I've plowed through that stuff recently. And now I'm accepting, you know, I get to say how many hours a week I want to work and how much money I want to work. So for me right now, everything is around being more efficient in my work time. So wasting less time, which for me translates to not spending any time really on the Facebook newsfeed because no business comes to me out of that. Mm -hmm. uh, the newsfeed is just a time suck. I think we all know that you see a kitten and that's it. You're down the rabbit hole right. or a puppy and that's the end of it, right? An hour later you go, what has happened? So being super efficient with my time, being very focused on what is my goal and then what steps do I need to take to do that. And I've always been a kind of fly by the seat of your pants kind of girl, but I'm really embracing this feeling of organization and structure that I'm bringing into my business and my life. And I'm <clears throat> breaking things down into chunks more. So I want to, you know, spend more time having more fun with my kids. So when I work, I work. Don't bug me. Don't interrupt me. They're old enough now that they're self-sufficient enough. I can do that. It's not, like I said, it's not like when they were six and 10. <clears throat> so, you know, they, they know they can wait till I'm done. But then when I'm done, we're really focused on that. And I'm not distracted by my phone. I'm not dealing with, you know, a lot of things while I'm out with the kids unless it's urgent. And so I'm working more in blocks and I'm setting things in place to help me achieve those goals, bringing in somebody to work with me. Those, that's the next thing is, is hiring people to bring some of this work off of my shoulders and onto other people's shoulders. That's the only way I'm going to be able to achieve what I want to achieve. So I'm not sure if that answered your question, but I thought it was going to at the beginning. I love it. You're, I think that's why you and I get along so well, because we're both so much alike in so many ways. <laughs> but what I, do, I, I do just want to reiterate this part, um, and I'm going to sum it up just a little bit. It, it's really work hard, play hard. You know, when I'm working, I'm working. When I'm playing, I'm playing. And I know for me, too, that was a huge lesson I learned uh, all my years with my other business. I primarily worked uh, you know, at home, but I did a lot of work on the phone, and it was mostly at night. Mm -hmm. the last few years, it's interesting. My husband, every once in a while, he'll go, are you working tonight? And I just look at him and I go, I haven't worked nights in years, honey. You know, I, I'm like, <laughs> I hang out with you. We do deck night. We do a glass mm -hmm. of wine. You know, we play games. I mean, like, and I am embracing that part of my life mm -hmm. because, again, going back to what makes you happy, it's all about you. And we're here to live you know, the purpose for each of us individually. Mm -hmm. I think you did well, you know, work less, make more money, um, mm -hmm. learning how to be more focused and embracing the structure and organization. I think those are great tips for everyone as well. Mm -hmm. And I'll add one more thing to that. Having um, a mentor that has achieved what you want to achieve. I think we can have great plans, but unless we've got somebody in our corner that's already achieved that to kind of guide us and to help us stay on track, it can be really easy to get distracted, especially as entrepreneurs, right? So um, having somebody that can help keep you on track and keep you focused on the goal, um, I find that has been a, a fantastic investment for myself and for my business. 
because it allows me to, again, not get distracted. I couldn't have said it better. Gosh, I, I can't imagine why I love that comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Shirley, as we finish our time today, um, be sure. Now, your information is going to be uh, published with your podcast, but if you would love to share that right quick um, with my listeners, how to get in touch with you, please go ahead and do that. Sure, I'd love to. So my website is based on the uh, business name that I started my business with, which is Social Media minder um you know it goes back eight years where um my tagline was we mind your social media so you can mind your own business <laughs> that's what it was <laughs> a little cheeky um so social media minder m-i-n-d-e-r dot com is my website and then my email is info at social media minder.com and of course i'm on facebook as sherry lee Wojcik, um, my Facebook page and my uh, profile are both there. And I just love connecting with people. So, uh, you know, I'd love to hear from anybody who has a comment or a thought or, you know, anything about around this podcast or anything that uh, we talked about today, because I just love connecting. Well, I'll tell everybody right now, go check her out on her Facebook. She's really amazing. Gives great content. Um, you'll love what you learn from her. And for everybody else, thank you again so much for joining me today. Um, I appreciate you just showing up today. Share this with your friend. If you have another girlfriend or thinking about going in business, uh, please share the podcast. Rate it a five star because your rating really does matter. I want to thank everybody and we will see you next week.